Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Takamania. I am your co-host, Des, and I'm here with the Boozerweight himself, J-Bob! The Boozerweight is in the house. And for those of you that are listening and not watching, we are live in video today. We're doing a little bit of an experiment, so it's exciting, guys. We are adding more production into our show, which is exciting. And for those of you who don't see me, I'm wearing my lucha mask. So, bienvenido al espectáculo. Welcome to the show. To Tocomania. And for those of you who hear me but can't see me, we're representing our buddies over at Boot to the Face, baby. Yeah. Dez is obviously sporting a Takamania t-shirt because he always supports. Retro, summer. <clears throat> I swear to God, it's like I have like five or six of them. I wear them in rotation all the time. So? so? And it's funny. I have people approach me. They're like, WrestleMania? What is that? And I tell them the story because they think it's WrestleMania initially. I tell them all about Takamania, all about the adventures we've had. Tell them to tune into our podcast. And they're always really excited and really impressed. So it's, it's a good talking point. So it's good. Right on, man. Apart from that, what have you been up to these days? Working a lot. I'm trying to survive the heat. Uh, right now, we're going through a pretty dirty heat wave. Uh, it's about, I guess, like 93 to 95 degrees Fahrenheit over here right now. So it's pretty nasty. Um, my AC is pretty loud, so I don't have it on right now. So I'm sweating balls. <laughs> I'm in the mask. It's sweaty. I'm growing a beard, so it's itchy. It's sweaty. It's all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but, you know, looking forward to the weekend coming up. And I've been doing a bit of gaming when I can. So that's what's been What up. have you been playing? Man, so many things, man. I went and picked up, because I used to play Final Fantasy XIV on PC. It's an MMO. It takes a lot of time, but it's a really, really cool game once you get into it. Um, a friend of mine convinced me to get back into it, but I'm not really big on the keyboard controls, so I'm actually trying it out now on PlayStation. I played it for like a year or two on PC, but I'm switching to PS4. So I downloaded it, and it's actually been like sitting in the main menu for a day or two on my <laughs> PlayStation. It's because it takes so much time to get involved in these these large, uh, I guess, MMO games. Um, outside of that, uh, so I'm still playing some more Sekiro, but I also picked up Mario Maker 2 really? for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, man. What is that? Oh, yeah. You make your own levels, and you share them and play with your friends. And I know it sounds kind of like, eh, not that not that fun. I picked it up. And immediately started playing the story mode. And I'm like, well, I love it because I played Mario 1, Mario 3, Super NES Mario, all those Mario games. And now they're actually giving you brand new levels for Mario 3, brand new levels for Mario 1. So it's kind of cool to actually have new levels for these games I grew up with. And a buddy of mine's like, dude, check out my level. And I, I, tra I tried it. It was really easy, by the way. If you're listening, you suck. <laughs> um, but uh, it made me have the itch to, like, you know what? I'm going to put a level out there. And I'm right now working on this, this level. Really challenging, really cool level. Uh, what's really neat about it is you can make it as hard as you want. But before you upload it and have it successfully put onto the network, you have to beat it yourself oh. from start to finish. So right now, I have this level. It's really good. And I can only get through about 75% of it because it's so tough. <laughs> so I'm working on balancing it, but I still want to keep it challenging. So I'll put some info, guys, out if you are on Switch. Uh, you can add me. I am Desmino, but I, you might need to search by friend codes. We can figure that shit out. But drop us a line if you're interested. I'll be uploading, and I'll be giving more info on that. On the flip side, J-Bomb, Apex <sighs> Season 2, tell us well, all about I've it. been sitting in air conditioning. And yesterday I played about seven hours of Apex Legends Season 2, got the Battle Pass going, uh, twitched about four hours of it. Uh, it wasn't that entertaining for the people watching it, unfortunately, because 
there's like these daily missions now, and the daily missions kind of take you away from just going for the win. Um, what are they like? It's like open ten loot ba- uh, loot bins in airbase, uh, kill two people in in runoff, uh, two hundred damage in hydro dam, stuff like that. So you kind of and you just get like XP or something. Yeah, exactly. So like in the battle pass, there's certain levels that you can rank up. I think it's two hundred. I'm not sure. So you're you're gaining your your regular XP, your regular rank. <coughs> excuse me. And then on top of that, you are trying to get your season two. Um, rank up so it's kind of like two games and one at the same time but I don't know some getting used to but they changed the map they added characters or a character and uh, the map change is fucked because yeah it's pretty dramatic everything just kind of I guess it's cool because there's a story that happened that impacted it so everything's collapsed and destroyed and those um, leviathans are they called those big walkers now they walk across the map, I hear. No, they're in the middle of the map, and they can, like, lift a leg and drop a leg, and there's loot underneath it, but they'll squish you. They don't walk across, yeah. but there's flyers that fly around all over. And then there's these flyers that are in a cage, and we're not quite sure how it works yet, so. Cool. Well, I'm glad to see that they're adding more things to the game. Like, I thought it was just going to be, like, you know, Apex came out, it was refreshing, and that's all there was to it, but it seems like they're adding a lot of new elements to keep things shaking. Oh, yeah, no, man. Keep my dick hard, that's for sure. I- cool. And I was just talking to J-Bomb, because this guy, you know, he's played these games. He's, you know, he says he sucks, but he, he's not, he, he doesn't suck. And my brother plays, and he's pretty good as well, too. So whenever I'm playing with them, you know, they have to put up with having me tag along. So I had to make sure before, you know, I jumped in, I said, will you still accept me into your crew? Will you leave me behind? Are you willing to put up with my shitty gun handling skills? Uh, yeah. I'm not that bad, but it's just like not even close compared to the guys that have been spending the last like 10 years playing games like this religiously, I guess. Yeah, Battle Royale is huge. Yeah, when Des plays, it's a little bit like... Mission failed. We'll get him next time. <laughs> but no, it's always fun to have you on there and, and the banter is always good. And if we're twitching for yeah, Talking Media, sure. I mean, why the hell not? Hell yeah, man. And I know I said I was going to get on Monster Hunter, uh, but I, I couldn't this weekend. So I will get on it soon. And uh, actually, I did play it. I just didn't stream it, so... You know, shit happens. Shit happens. Well, you know what I got? I went back to it and I forgot completely the control scheme. So when I was streaming and I didn't want to be playing and being like, how do I do this again? How do I do that again? I wanted to go in smooth. So I got my bearings up again and then my wife came home and we had to do some stuff, some stuff. So some stuff. (laughs) All right, Des, let's get into it. Tell our listeners where they can find us. All right, guys, you can give us a follow on Twitter at underscore Talkamania. I don't know why I need to look at my notes for this. I should know my It's on already. the screen now. At, at underscore Talkamania and on Instagram, Talkamania. Check us out, guys. And wherever you get your podcastic kicks, be it iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're all over the place, man. Google Talkamania. And we're, you know, you, you, you can find Yeah, you'll find our... You know, you, you, you use the Google. The Google is there You'll for you. find our, our videos now, unfortunately. Um, and a big shout out to Ian Glendon. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, get on it. Uh, he's the owner over at Full Press Covers. He's hooked us up. He he insisted that we went to video. He's He took care of all the images that you see on the screen. He's going to create some other graphics for us. So we're going to up our game. But, uh, yeah, so he runs Full Press Radio, where we air every Thursday morning at 11 o'clock Eastern. So check them out at Full Press Radio, at Full Pre- uh, FP Coverage on Twitter, and, of course, at FPC underscore wrestling. And check our website out, as you can see it, right to, uh, it's on that side of us, uh, www.talkmania.com. Buy some merch, support the show, get us to go to some other, uh, some other places. It's prowrestlingtees.com slash talkmania.com. 
And of course, if you want to see his game, twitch.tv slash Talkamaniacs. Talkamania is going to be in Toronto as well for SummerSlam weekend. I'm going to be hitting NXT with my brother-in-law. Really cool dude. So him and I are going to be hitting it up. We'll probably drop some videos on Instagram, all kinds of stuff. Uh, It's going to be fun. And then my plan is to zip back from Toronto and join my boy J-Bomb for SummerSlam. That is the plan Mm -hmm. right now, unless I get myself some tickets to SummerSlam. Um, but right now they're pretty freaking expensive. So if any of you guys know any hookups or anybody, uh, I, I had a few, uh, um, I guess angles that didn't really work out. I'm still trying, but you know, I don't mind watching it with you either, my friend. So that'd be cool. Well, I'm plan cool. B, you son of a bitch. Cool. You're plan. You're not plan B. You're, you're plan B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're plan D. Ooh, that's two dick references. But there's, there's not a ton going on in wrestling, but there is some stuff to cover today. So on today's episode, we're going to be going over the news like we always do to kick off the show. And then we're going to talk about the AEW Fighter Fest pay-per-view that came this last weekend, oh. the fallout from that. And the return of saltier sweet, the Heyman, God, I fucked that up, the Heyman-Bischoff edition. So it's, it's one question, but it's, it's still the edition. Whatever. It's something. Uh, let's let's jump right into it. Let's get her going. Uh, the big news coming out of the WWE is Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were named Raw and SmackDown executive directors last week. Where, what, uh, is this the right direction? I, lo- I, I like it in a sense. I mean, at least it's going to be forcing things to be changed and shaken up a little bit. I also think it allows McMahon to take a step back and stop micromanaging micro machines, <laughs> micromanaging everything. Menage. Uh, because, dude, he's got his hands in everything. We hear stories, these horror stories about the poor writers that are creating these scripts every week, and McMahon basically taking them and ripping them up last minute and changing things. People coming and going. So you have people who actually have credibility. We have Paul Heyman. I mean, I don't think many people are complaining about Paul Heyman. I think he's very good in terms of what he feels the the WWE Universe wants. I guess also being in touch with the talent themselves. You know, this is a man who ran ECW. And then on the flip side, you have Eric Bischoff, who basically brought the WCW to success. Yes, a lot of failures. And, you know, he was young and, and dumb. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm not a huge Eric Bischoff fan anyway. Uh, but I still think that he could potentially bring something cool and fresh and new. Um, so I'm all for it. Let's see what happens. It's something. It's something. I would have loved if it was like McMahon steps down and Triple H gets it all. And McMahon is his and, and, and Heyman is like his right man man. That'd be awesome. Uh, but I'm cool. I'm down with this. And look, we already saw this week quite a few changes to Raw and SmackDown that had their fingerprints all over it. And I know that saying was used through every, throughout you know, social media news boards, having their fingerprints all over it. Uh, it did. And people were already cheering, thank you, Heyman, uh, during Raw. Even if he was or wasn't, uh, it shows that the WWE Universe is liking this so far. So let's give it a chance. It's really hard to go and say, I hate it, if it just only happened. Let's give it some time and see where it goes. It's definitely but, uh, something different, like you said. It, it's definitely something different. I was just surprised that Bischoff was back. Like, really? And he's moving to, to to Connecticut, so it's a pretty big deal. What was his theme song? I'm back. And better than ever. Better, better. That's actually a good theme. <laughs> well, the Twitter war seems to have ended between Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay. Uh, this week, Seth tweeted out an apologies for his comments uh, on his bank account. Seems like they've made nice. 
It seems like they did. I think Rollins did the right thing. I mean, it seemed like it bothered him. He knew he shouldn't be flashing his bank account and his face and his success. And people are very protective of their homes, right? You know, I'm in New Japan. I'm in Ring of Honor. It's the best. I'm in WWE. It is the best. Um, you know, they both have good arguments. Seth's got a pretty big argument. Uh, you know, the WWE is the mecca, the machine. But it's probably not the happiest place for wrestlers. Um, so, you know, good for him. Good for uh, Will to accept his apology and them to bury the hatchet. You know, it is what it is. I thought it was good for the 15 minutes it was relevant and entertaining for my Newsday, scrolling through Twitter. And uh, I'm glad that uh, they've worked past it. They've worked past it. Ew. For those of you watching Ooh. on video, if you are, I, I'm realizing right now that I need a blind <laughs> because there's this big window behind me letting all this light in. And it looks like either I'm dying and Jesus is, or God is telling me to go towards the light. Or, I don't know, like, it's radioactive or some shit. So I apologize, guys. Remember, it's first week of this, so we'll keep on uh, we'll keep on fixing all the this kinks. Is, but it's th cool. This I is like the it. pilot episode. Yeah, so if man. you weren't here for Talkmania, episode one, at least you're here for Talkmania, episode one on video. Hell yeah. I'm telling you, I can't wear this mask much longer. <laughs> <laughs> it is so hot, man. Two more so topics. I want to do something and fun. And you can take it off. I want to do something fun. All right, let's do um, it. Yesterday, July 2nd, was Brett Hitman Hart's birthday. Uh, oh, you, you, put, you put this in the notes, and I have no idea why you did, but you said something about birthday wishes. So wh what are you talking about? Well, dude, I just think as Canadians, it was Canada oh. today, and I don't even know why I didn't say that's what I was doing the other day. Because, first of all, I miss Raw because of Canada what? today. I went down to the old port in Montreal. There's fireworks. It was awesome. I wore my KO Canada shirt. It was off the hook. And I just wanted to send a big shout out because, look, lots of Canadian superstars over the years. But I got to say, my main man from Canada, who I have the most respect for, is definitely Brett the Hitman Hart. And I think it's so cool that he's like this giant Canadian hero. And his birthday is like the day after Canada. Canada Day. And it's still like Brett Hart to be like, mm. no, I don't want my birthday on the same day as Canada. I'll, I'll move it. To the day after. So, you know, he, he, he was supposed to be born on the first, but he was so <clears throat> humble and so Canadian that he decided to come out the vagina. On the <laughs> All right. Well, happy birthday, Bret Hart. Happy birthday, Bret Hart. I thought there was going to be some controversy. I thought something, maybe somebody gave me nah, shit. I just wish him the guy a happy birthday, man. Right on. Um, some Impact Wrestling news. D'Lo Brown, former WWE, what was he, IC champion, European champion. He was probably a tag team champion. He was the swagger master. That head jabbing and jiving and jubing. Ooh, oh, uh, yeah, man. Too old. But uh, Dealer Brown was hired by Impact Wrestling as a full-time producer earlier today. So, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Earlier yesterday. But, yes, still pretty cool. Oops. Yeah. It, it's recent. Either way, it's breaking news. That's really cool for him. I've been wondering what he's been up to. We've actually been not aggressively, but we've dropped a few lines here there to Dealer Brown to see if he wants to do the podcast. So, maybe... Maybe this would be a good time to do it. So maybe we'll push a little bit harder on that. That'd be cool. Uh, I like D'Lo. He was actually one of my um, favorite mid-carters, I guess you yeah. could say. I had some mid-carters that were pretty favorite of mine. Like, I liked Shamrock. I liked Road Dog. Um, I really liked him as well, too. Uh, so D'Lo Brown, you've contributed a lot. He held uh, both the European and Intercontinental Championship. He's got a bunch of records, actually, if you look at that, like, are very obscure that you'd be very surprised about. Um, there's even a video of an image or well, actually a, a time period where he had both titles and Deborah McMichaels. So he was like pimp daddy D'Lo Brown with the lowdown going sky high. You better recognize. Was that his saying? You better recognize? You better Damn. recognize. 
Well, that wraps up the news because there's really not that much shit going on in the wrestling world. Um, Des, do you want to take off your mask or do you want to make it through another segment? Let's do it. Wow. It's ambitious. It's the first episode only. There's video. If you guys can actually watch me suffer on video, I'm assuming it brings happiness into your life. sweat? I'm willing to pull through one more That's segment. sweat rolling off your face? It's a mask on my face. <laughs> Probably not. All right, let's talk AEW, man. Um, let's talk Fighter Fest. Um, you want to start with the buy-in? Yeah, well, everybody's complaining that it sucked. Listen, the tag the tag team match was awesome. I think we could all agree on that. Um, the Alley versus uh, Bates match was leave a Bates a librarian. I mean, that was pretty freaking bad, right? Hmm. So for the buy-in in general, I mean, it was a buy-in. It was a pre-show, a WWE pre-show, right? Equivalent. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing, wasn't off the hook, but it wasn't bad at all. The tag team match was good, but yes, I will agree with you. I don't think the librarian gimmick itself is terrible. I think it's very cheesy. And I, 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 I like the gimmick. I think it could work. I like the gimmick. Yeah, I think it could work. The shh is cool, but like I think they should do more li- librarian stuff. Like Make them a believable wrestler. I talked about this last week. Have them do f- moves like the bookmark or the bookworm or, you know, like they do a giant tomahawk off the top rope and they're like, Shush, bam! You know, I don't know. They could do some cool stuff fee. with it, but yeah, oh, the late fee. Holy crap, that's a submission hole right there. Um, but yes, they could do a lot of cool things. Having the girl and the guy there decide who you want to go with. Uh, but also, she's she was bad. She was bad in the ring. Uh, the match was sloppy. I thought we were getting Kylie Ray. They advertised that. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe they advertised too early. I heard injury rumors. I'm not sure. Maybe Kylie also knew how bad the librarian was. <laughs> so she's like. Fuck this shit. I'm going home. Yeah, it was it was an awkward match. I mean, Allie didn't look good in it. I don't know if that's because of Bates, but I don't know. It's just like, I, I get that it's a pre-show, but the fact that they call it the buy-in really makes it sound like this is what they're selling to get you to buy the pay-per-view. Well, and, and double or nothing, the buy-in was so good. I mean, the, the, the Battle Royal, you know, helped. Um, but it just made, like, the beginning of the pay-per-view after watching that, just kind of made it harder for me to get in. Uh, the Shima match with uh, Christopher Daniels was a little bit, I don't know, I couldn't get into it, but overall, by the end of the match, I was like completely invested in the pay-per-view. And the Nakazawa Jibaley was fun. Uh, I know wrestling Twitter didn't like it too much, but... Yeah, I was very surprised about that one because I actually enjoyed it. Like, look, Jibaley is not a wrestler. Yeah. Uh, you know, he basically, for those of you, I mean, most of you probably know who he is, but they hold an annual wrestling tournament and they do it in a ring. And he basically helps run this thing, and he's been doing it years and years and years. Omega, Xavier Woods, they've all been involved in this thing. Uh, and they bring him in to wrestle from time to time, you know? And I think it's cool. Cool crossover. Um, I thought uh, Michael uh, Nakazawa was going to win. Uh, obviously, I was right. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, but the match itself was, was okay. I liked Nakazawa's whole thong gimmick when he pulled it out the way it's he gross. did. I thought it was funny. He was going to do the mandible claw with it. And then the Legos. Like, it was fun, man. What did you, what did you expect? This guy's a non-wrestler. And it was a pretty entertaining match, at least for me. So I'm not going to give it an A+. I'm not going to give it a B+. But it was a good like B- for me, but an enjoyable I mean, it, one, man. I liked it. It, it, wasn't it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, was, it was in the buy-in. It was a gimmick match. Um, that German suplex was dangerous, but I mean, I didn't get butthurt over it. I mean, what are you expecting? You know what I mean? Uh, their, their timing seemed off in, in a few points, but that that's... He's not exactly. a wrestler. Exactly. The only, the, uh, not a complaint, but just a comment. That was super gross when he threw that thong into the audience. But I still would have caught it. 
You think he was legit wearing it on his balls? I don't know. He pulled it out of his pants. Well, he might have had it over another thong or something, or, or a pair of still not or, I still know. like I still don't like. I would have jumped to catch it, but I would have thrown it back. I wouldn't have kept that. Don't lie. You'd be wearing it right now. <laughs> you'd be you'd be merging your ball sweat with his. I, my balls are in AC, bro. It's your balls that are sweating right now. I know. Until this recording's over, and then I'm gonna go take a shower and jump into the frosty, frosty goodness of air conditioning. Thank God. You surprised me while, because I watched it a day late. I still haven't watched an AEW pay-per-view live. Shame on me. I thought I wanted pay-per-views on Saturdays. Shameless. It is tough, man. I, I got kids. So I'm doing a lot of shit on Saturdays. But when I told you I was watching the Rio Yuka Sakazaki, probably butchered that, Nyla Rose match. I love to say that name. That's the best Yuka part about Sakazaki. this woman. Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki, and when they say it to the announcers, it's like, oh, it's 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 a great sounding name. But you surprised me. You were like, I wasn't impressed with the match, and, and then I watched it because I'm not gonna say you spoiled it, but maybe you talked it down. But I watched it and I thought, one, Nyla Rose looked great. Um, I feel like she 100% came alive when she jumped off the top rope and 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 dropped that knee. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. There was just so much energy after that. It could have went. It could have went the other way too, though. She could have totally but it missed didn't, that move. And, and good for her. I think she looked really strong in the match. And I, I get that the two Japanese girls were, were, were not there to be showcased. They kind of like took a beating. But there were still moments that were really fun in the match with them. Mm. So Nyla, I'm very surprised they didn't have her win this match, first of all. It seems like points matter, right? So like I would think they'd be building her up to be like the first transgender champion or whatever. I thought it was, it was WWE. That, that's who the first champion mm. would be. Because they want to be like, look at us, we're transgender, pro-transgender. And I'm sure Nala will be a champion. Awesome. But the fact that I'm shoving her in our face is the right way to go about things. Mm-hmm. Um, to be sensitive about it, I think that's that's the right way to go. Um, and I know my, your notes say here that I didn't like the match. I don't say, I wouldn't say I didn't like the match. I actually did enjoy it. But I had high expectations for this match. Out of maybe maybe all the matches in the card, except for Moxley and Omega and the, and the Young Bucks. Um, because I know what these girls can do. And the last match they put on was really, really good. And I felt this one was not to spoil it or not to make it uh, downhype it, but I didn't want you to go in there and think it was going to be amazing because I thought you might be let down. So I wanted to kind of pre-war. I was you. not. Um, but to me, I don't know. I thought it was like a, too many head scissors. I feel head scissors is like, if you want to be a luchador, it's like one of the first moves you learn. And there's just a little bit too much of it. Um, the timing was down a little bit, off a little bit. But I know uh, um, Omega loves Riho. I think she's she's his girl, basically. They've been tagging together since she was, like, really, really, really young. Um, but they were good. But, I don't know. I just felt like the match could have been a bit better, a bit, a bit more fluid. I would have liked to see more out of the two uh, Asian women as well, too. I thought they were good. But I just didn't think it compared to the previous match they had. So I was a little bit let down. Maybe I set my expectations too high. Uh, not exactly sure, but you know, I don't know. It just, it didn't fire off on all cylinders for me, but Yuka, I will say, man, she looks like the, if any of you used to play uh, Chrono Trigger, there's a girl in it and she's dressed kind of like a genie or like a hip, um, um, they steal from you. Gypsies. Right. Yeah. She looks like a gypsy. So you said from Zelda, the people in the desert from Zelda. That's just yeah. your money. I'm sure there's some kind of like tie-in. I don't know. Maybe you guys know. You could let us know. But um, yeah, it's cool. I like to see it. I'm, I'm interested to see where they go from here. Just 
it didn't uh, didn't live up to my expectations, and I'm a hard sell, especially when it comes to Japanese wrestling. You're a hard guy. Okay. All right. Um, Adam Page picked up the win in the Fatal 4-Way David. match. Oh, no, that's not the right Adam. We got to see Jungle Boy, MJF, and Jimmy Havoc get a bit more spotlight than they did at Double or Nothing. Even Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus was there, too. It was very, very cool. Um, you had in your notes, and this is going to create some controversy, but you wrote, and with a question mark, so I don't know if you're asking me or if you're saying that's what you think, but you said MJF overrated question mark. Yes. It's a question to you. And it's a question to all our listeners and everybody online. You know what though? I'll I know everybody's online are already saying that he's like the best thing since sliced <laughs> bread. Um, I like him. I think he's awesome, okay? He's great. He, I think he's sign this man, put him on your roster. I think he's wicked. But I don't know. I think people are giving him a little bit too much credit. And maybe, yeah, you're right. I'm going to stir up some controversy here because I see a lot of the Miz in him. Uh, and in many areas, I think he, he he maybe cuts a little bit better a promo than the Miz. It's just the scarf, but, man. Well, it's that. And also the fact that like he has free range to swear yeah. and to not have to be PG. And I think the Miz could have done that. So to me, it's kind of like he is the AEW <clears> Miz. <throat> Um, do I think he's great? Yes, absolutely. He's great. So that's why I don't want to make it seem like I don't, I'm not on board for MJF. I like him. But I want to talk about it because, I don't know, I look at the praise people give him online, and they're like, this guy is the hottest guy right now, the, the hottest young talent in all the industry. And I'm like, wow, that promo's good. But I don't know. It's not amazing. And his wrestling is good, but not amazing. So... Maybe it's going to take more time for me to, to buy in. Ooh. Um, I think he is good. I think he's great. I don't think he's all out that everybody's making him cut out to be that. That's he, all. I'm a hard Yeah, buy. I was I'm just going to say, you are a tougher sale. I think you'll come around on him. If you got a chance, watch the YouTube videos on his on his uh, on the post pay per view. Like I've been sending you every uh, AEW video. I've been watching every AEW video. No, no, no. I'm you, saying so. uh, they have like a like a. I don't know if it's a mock press conference. It's a real press conference after. And he goes off, man. There's like a two-minute clip of him going off, and it's just freaking phenomenal. And uh, But is that all he does? It just seems like that's what he does. He just goes off no, all the time. Yeah, but and this one's interesting because he talks about uh, Sean Spears and the Cody incident. We'll get to that a little bit later. But he kind of becomes like more human in it, and you can see that like he gets riled up. and He's not just a prick to everybody. Um, I don't know. It's interesting you say it's interesting you say that because I was actually when I saw him come out after the Cody chair shot, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, I was like, "Why is he there? Like, he's a bad guy. This doesn't fit his character." He's best friends, but with Cody. I thought it, it interested me, and I'm like, "Hmm." So yeah, there, yeah, that is interesting, and I would like to know. So that actually makes me want to listen to um, the the video in question. You're I'll, I'll about. send you the link after. Cool, do it. I'm but, down. But more about this match in particular, Jungle Boy was freaking amazing to watch. I don't even know what you call it, what he did on the outside where he kind of like held himself up and then like moonsaulted really quickly. I know he kind of botched it up a bit, but that move is dope, man. I think we're going to see a lot of dope things from Jungle Boy and he's so young and he hasn't even grown into a man yet. <laughs> How so old is he? Jungle Boy. You know, is he like he's early 20s? Jungle Boy has not grown into Tarzan <laughs> yet. Let's say that. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, but uh Yeah. Dude, look for that guy. Don't sleep on him. He's going to bring a lot of cool things to AW. And um, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, the hockey draft. We just went through that. And you have these young guys that you call up. And it's like, 
he's the guy who was picked in like the first round and he's ready to go, uh, but he's still very green and has years to go before he really develops into his, you know, prime. So I think he's somebody to keep an eye out for and an excellent acquisition for AEW. Yeah. I would have liked to see a little bit more of Jimmy Havoc um, just because I, yeah, me too. I haven't seen any of his matches. Um, I think the time will come and I think he's, he's a veteran guy, right? I think he's in his like mid to late thirties. So he's well. It's funny. Didn't MJF call him like a sixty-year-old emo yeah, or something, something like that? Like that. Or, yeah, that's pretty... Which I thought was funny because I'm like, oh my god, is he that old? And then I googled it, and he's the same age as I know. me. I know. <laughs> so I know. He's like, it's because he's he's thinning his hair, is thinning. I guess I don't know what it is. It's because yeah, we're old, yeah, guys. Interesting. Yeah, I we're guess. there. It's happening. <laughs> oh no! It's... I'm wearing a mask. I'm 18. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Cody and uh, Dar- uh, Darby Allen. Um, it was interesting for me. Honestly, it was an interesting match. Match was cool. Match was cool. That crossroads at the end was really cool, the way he took it. Like, it just... I don't know. He was very thin and nimble, yeah. uh, Cody. Uh, I mean, Darby. So, like, the way he took his move, the moves were, like, a lot more unique than most people because of his body type and the way he just flopped around. Yeah, he was he was a good but seller. He was a good seller. The match was good. I thought this was going to maybe be the match where Cody, you know, loses because we were concerned that, like, look, are all the executives going to mm-hmm. win? And they did. But, true. uh, yeah, it's true. Well, no, but, it was a draw. Matches... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a draw, right? So I guess it really wasn't a winner. And then what happens now? Is there going to be a match between Darby and Cody, a follow-up match? I would think there's going to have to be if there was a draw. But we saw Sean Spears come out and level Cody. So what's that going to happen? Are they going to have a match? And then we know Cody's having a tag team match at All Out. So it's like... No, well, no. There's all these things. Cody's not having... having his tag team No, match? Cody's having the tag team match at Fight for the Fallen. With his oh, brother. Okay, there you yeah. go. There you go. There you go. Okay, fair enough. So there's lots of cool matches, lots of cool feuds to look forward to. Uh, but yes, that chair shot is drawing lots of controversy because people are saying, look, man, we're talking about the era with concussions, CTEs, all that kind of crap. Are you really wanting to take chair shots? Come on. What do you take us away? What do you think? Listen, Cody made the decision. End of story. End of story. That's it. I don't understand why other people... There's always going to be butt hurt some, people. Somehow, Cody got hit in the head with a chair, and people on Twitter are victims. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and they're upset. And they're always like, oh, I hate WWE. They lost the chair shots to the head. What the hell? And you finally get one. And guys, nothing was wrong with the chair. And honestly, like, I hope... Th- I don't want them to take away... This is my personal opinion. I don't want them to take away chair shots to the head... But I only want them to use them very selectively. For sure. I think this was an opportune time. I think this was a fine time to use it. The chair was gimmicked. Well. Like a, like a cookie sheet. Like a cookie gimmicked. sheet. Gimmicked. Right? We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. No concussion. Like, that guy's brain should have been scrambled. His skull should have been cracked. I mean, clearly, it was a gimmick chair. So, it's a lot softer. It bends. The only thing was is the, the lip of the chair is what caught him in the back of the head. And, yeah, busted him open pretty bad. So, good to see that he's not concussed. Obviously, the 10 staples isn't such a good thing. Um, you know, what happens moving forward, I don't know. But I hope they don't pussy put their tail between their legs and then never do it again. I don't again. think they will. That's all. At, at all. I don't think they're, they're going to cower from it. it. It was interesting, though, because it reminded me of the conversation that we had with Ken Shamrock. When you asked Ken about the time The Rock hit him straight in the face with the chair, and Ken was talking about how he didn't want to take it in the back of the head. And when Cody, when I saw Cody laying on the thing, and then I watched a replay, and, you know, whatever you want to call it, the the back of the chair kind of wrapped around and caught him. It made me think of, of, the, of that talk we have with Ken Shamrock thinking like, oh shit, is it safer to take it 
in the front of your face than it is to to turn. If you're Ken Shamrock, he, well, yeah, he's fucking crazy, but yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't checked it out, go to archive, check it out. Our interview with Ken Shamrock. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so you hear all about that, but that is pretty cool. And you know what I gotta say, man? If I would have hit in the head and opened a wound like that in the back of my head, the fact that Cody just stood still and didn't like grab the back of his head or anything, like he must have been lying there, like oh. Oh, I think he was a bit fucked. <laughs> oh, for sure, a little bit scrambled. But yeah, it man. was weird because the commentators talked right away about CTE, right away about concussions, protocol, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if they were making a point about it. I mean, I don't know, but I think you're right. I think it was the time and the place. It was there to to be a shocker, and it delivered, and it's got everybody fucking talking about it. So hell's yeah, hell's yeah. All right, we got the elite. Versus the Lucha Brothers and uh, Laredo Kid. To me, it was just fantastic. There's really nothing bad I could say about this match. I know that you are a tough sale on on the Young Bucks and and mm-hmm. these kind of matches. But when I did tweet you that it was fantastic, you just said it was great. So I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm still not won over by the Young Bucks. Uh, they're all right. I still find they don't do enough selling. You know, they get hit with this big-ass power move. And then another one, another one, another one, false finish. And then they're up two seconds later. Um, too many super kicks. Too many, like, they seem like, like, re- like you and I, when we were kids, we used to wrestle on uh, mattresses. Every one of our moveset would be a finish. Oh, yeah. Rock bottom, stunner, people's elbow, super kick, sharpshooter. And, like, I just feel like they do that a lot, too. So, I don't know. I just, uh, I did like the match. I thought it was fantastic. Kenny Omega being there cool was, was really cool. The Street Fighter gimmick was really cool. Um, you know, yeah, it was great. I can't really say too much about it. I watched it with my wife and she was really, really, really blown away too at how good the match was. I remember I was barbecuing at the same time. So I was running in and out, in and out, in and out. I burned my meat again. This is the (laughs) second time I've actually done that watching wrestling because I'm going in and out. I didn't burn it, but it wasn't, it wasn't medium rare. It ended up being more medium, you know, but, uh, the match itself was great. And, uh, yeah, again, like I can't say too much. Young Bucks are, uh, they're good. They're good. All right, we got a good out of you. I'll take it. I always knew they were good. <clears throat> All right. Um, John Moxley, Joey Janela, uh, you, you, you texted me that you really liked the way that they kind of closed the show, reopened the show. I thought that was cool, too. The lights going off was like, all right, relax there. I, I don't know. I don't really like the ring announcer. He doesn't really. Well, the ring announcing is yeah, whatever. I mean, you can pick that up. No, I mean, but, uh, I really like. I just it. can't buy what he's selling when, when he talks. So when the the lights went out a lot in that pay per view, so when it went out that last time and it came back on, I was like, all right, that's it's kind of cheesy, but it worked. I, but I do like how they separated it, and it did did seem like an adults only or like it seemed more non sanctioned than when. I think Triple H had a non-sanctioned match, and it was just like in the middle of the pay-per-view, and they're like, "This was not sanctioned." But yeah, but they're not sanctioned. It's just like no DQ, no countouts. Like that's you know, I don't know. But this was like, dude, this is uh, this match was great. Uh, I really <coughs> liked it. We finally saw John Moxley, sorry, um, come out there and actually do what he wants to do and be who he wants to be, and that's what I felt like we got. We got the real John Moxley. You know. No more WWE shit. This guy's going out there, and he delivered it. Him and Janela put on an amazing match. Really cool spot. Like you said, I like how they segregated this from the rest of the event. They made it seem like it was his own thing, in yeah. a sense. And also, like it made it feel like if this came out on DVD, this wouldn't be included mm-hmm. in it. 
or it might be in the extras or something. It's not part of the pay-per-view. It's a bonus match. And that's what I liked. And I wouldn't mind them doing this every event where they put this match in at the end where it's a bit more hardcore. Kids go to bed. Their parents have a chance to kind of tell them, okay, well, maybe this match isn't for you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Everybody will tune in through the, whole, out, through the whole damn show. If I was a 12-year-old kid and you told me I couldn't watch John Moxley, I would definitely find a way to do so. I got my mobile phone. I got my tablet. I would have snuck on. I would have watched it. It was live, right? It was yeah. free. So, um, But yes, yeah, the spots they pulled... Uh, the barbed wire too. It seemed like the barbed wire was like semi-real. It clearly wasn't real barbed wire because they wouldn't have been able to tang- untangle themselves. But you could tell there was like little pointy parts on it, I guess. Or it was pointy enough to cut holes in skin because Moxley got a pretty d- deep gash in his yeah. back. Um, the tables, you know, and then also throwing the tacks. And then more, more tacks, tacks, yeah. And I got to tell you, man, I've seen some tack spots. You know, we've all seen them. The fact that he did that kind of... Um, the release suplex into them. I thought that was dangerous, but really yeah. cool. And then, man, the atomic drop feet first. Into Made the me tax. sick, man. How much? How much is that going to hurt? You look at his eyes. That's real pain right there, man. Because if you ever stepped in a Lego, yeah, well, this is a thumbtack and multiple thumbtacks in your Made feet, which are loaded, loaded with nerve endings. So that must have been so, so brutal, man. But fucking fantastic. And then having Omega come out at the end. Oh, yeah. The match itself I, I, was, I just, it, it was fantastic. I loved it. I uh, Great, great match. I completely me. forget it. I, I'll give it an A. I completely forgot about I'll that. I'll give it the plus, but I'll give it the A. The thing I really liked about the match was that it didn't go too far. There was still a good story to be told. There was still, like, good, you know, match quality within all the nonsense. The spots were big, but they weren't, like, stupidly big even with the barbed wire gratuitous it was relatively simple um i don't know i just can aew will aew continue to deliver at this at this pace i think they can i think they can have better matches than this i mean this match is pretty good i really like this match probably my favorite aew match so far but uh, yeah i think it was i really liked it i really like i'm like man moxley he wants to leave the wwe he's not happy you know, what the fuck? You know, what's what's going to be so different? And I saw, <laughs> yeah. and I saw him like be who he wants to be and be happy and just have free reign to do what they want. Like, I've talked about this before. The WWE should have a pay-per-view like once a year where it's like, you know, adults only or something like a, a you know, PG-18 or 14 or whatever you want to call it. Like, like they used to have in the day. Like right now, this match to me, when I watched it, I was like, man, if the Attitude Era was alive in modern time, 2019... This is exactly what it should look like. And I don't want every match to be like this. I don't want them to kill it and go overboard and do with other matches. But once in a while, it's definitely suitable. And I, this is, it's great. Man, man. Oh, I'd like to see uh, Moxley and, uh, and um, Jericho go at it again in a match like this. Yeah. Their, 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 their um, Ambrose Asylum match was really good. So why not have part two? I think we'll get it. I think we're going to get Moxley versus Jericho eventually. But Joey Janela was so good in that match as well. We haven't really he talked was. about him a lot. That spot off the chair was awesome. He he didn't he didn't pussyfoot at all. Like he was he was up there then he, he took one more step higher on the ladder and he jumped. He didn't Oh the, the elbow drop yeah, to the table? Very, again? very cool. Yeah. You see different angles of that yes. too? Like there were so many good angles. You see it and he's like, nice jump. But you see like a, a different angle, like holy shit man, he went high and got quite a bit of airtime. So yeah, man, I got to give him credit. These guys took a photo afterwards as well, too. They uploaded, I guess, giving respect mm-hmm. to one another. Uh, Janela is one to take big bumps, uh, and he didn't disappoint. Neither did uh, Moxley. I thought it was it was great, man. It was great. No complaints. AEW no Fighter Fest, baby. No complaints. Very well done. We're going to take a quick pause. 
And after the commercial break, we're going to come back with the return of Salty or Sweet. What's up, guys? We just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys about this new app that we've been using. Uh, It's called PodCoin. It is a podcast player. It's great. If you're not familiar with it yet, I highly suggest you checking it out. It's a free app. It's available on iPhone, on Android, and you can actually use it. You could you could turn your listens into money that you could put towards, you know, Starbucks gift cards, Amazon gift cards, or if you want to donate the cash to charity, you can do that as well. Subscribe to us on there. I mean, we're available there. All of our other podcast friends are available there as well. Um, and actually, if you're new to the app and use the code Talkamania, you'll get an extra 300 pod coins just for signing up if you use our code. So highly suggest checking out today. Again, that's PodCoin, available on iPhone and on Android. Now let's go back to the show. Now let's go back to the show. <laughs> You're going to make fun of me every time we do that, eh, you bastard? Every week. Um, okay, quick thing before we get into Soldier Suite. <clears throat> I want you to do something after we get off this podcast. I want, uh, I was watching that, that 24-7 channel that we have of WrestleManias. Which 24-7 channel? We have like a thousand of them. The one for WrestleManias. Okay. Okay. And uh, it was WrestleMania 12. And I want... Oh, my favorites. Okay. If you watch it, to me, it was such a mind fuck because like some of the matches that were on there were just like so... I thought the Attitude Area was was already existent there. Yo, it was Savio Vega versus Steve Austin. Was this like a... um, a belt match or something no. or there was belts just involved straight up there was, he was still yeah. the million dollar man's like protege kind of guy he had the million dollar belt uh kevin nash versus the undertaker and the undertaker was in purple which is dope this is the one with yeah i love that undertaker purple gear like check this out guys for those of you that are watching on video i have my wrestling figures and stuff i got this old school undertaker purple he's got the tie he's got the mask on for when he broke his face as well too guys so super cool dope man. Totally down with the purple. But this this is the the craziest thing. Uh, it was Goldust versus Roddy Piper in the Backstreet Brawl, the Hollywood Brawl. I love okay. that match. I'm telling you, I don't know when the last time you watched it was. Rewatch it. Just the beginning part before they get back to the ring. They're literally punching each other in the face as hard as they can. Yes, I know. Cr- for sure, 100%. Crazy. And Goldust talks about this. Roddy had talked about this before his death as well, too. They were throwing stiff shots. I think Goldust said like he thought he broke his face or his hand. Or There's there's all kinds of cool stories about this match. And yes, for, for sure. You guys talk about the Attitude Era. Goldust is very underappreciated for his contribution towards this. I think he was one of the key factors to start Fucking that fire, right. to ignite it. Yeah. This match, guys, if you're a little bit younger, um, WrestleMania 12, Goldust versus Roddy Roddy Piper. Check it out. An awesome, awesome match. And uh, I might actually go back and watch that now that you mentioned it because it has been quite a while, but super spectacular. And go ahead, go ahead. It's just if you go back and watch it, like when I think of Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart in the Iron Man match, I don't think of it as so... Fuck that guy. I don't think of it as so far in the past, but when you actually watch WrestleMania 12... Like the production of the show, uh, Todd Penningale's there. Vince McMahon is on commentary. Their cues are all off. Like the matches started as Vince is talking. Like it was just so produced. I'm not gonna say poorly, but like really rough around the edges. But I think that's what was so good about it. Yeah, that's what was so good about it back in the day. So Jay was saying, "Fuck that guy," because right here I got WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels, 
boyhood dream. All my little figures here I'm playing mm. with. Now we've got a video, guys. I can show you all the kind of cool You can show everybody your penis, Des. Nope. <laughs> all right. You ready for this? It's Salty or Sweet, Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff edition. So what I want you to do is I want to keep, keep in mind that these are the two new guys as we go down the list here. All right, we've got Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley went through the... El- wait, wait, wait. Where's my theme song? Theme song? I don't have a theme song for you. We had a theme song last time. For Salty or Sweet? We did the Mean Street Posse. Oh, all right. Let me jam out to that a little bit. Salty or Sweet? That's all you're getting out of me. This awkward dancing on video. Yeah. It's the mean tweet posse. Oh, yeah. All right. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley went through the LED screen to kick off Raw this week. It had a very different feeling. As a lot of a lot of other segments on Raw kind of did this week, but this really felt very different than everything everything else we've been seeing on Raw lately. Um the camera panned in for a very long time. The EMTs didn't seem fake. They seemed to be actual EMTs that were putting them on stretchers. Did you enjoy the segment? Did it leave a good taste in your mouth? Were you salty or sweet? It's funny you mentioned the EMTs because I was actually noticing that too, that they were actually being a little bit smarter in terms of what they were saying. Cut the electricity. And then they were loading them into the the back. They kind of knew what they needed to do in terms of like the mechanism on the trolley itself, putting like a mask on him when he came in. So you're right. I I felt they they weren't NXT people. (laughs) <laughs> no, oh, they might have been. They might have been. But they maybe probably weren't. They seemed like they were uh, the genuine EMTs. But yes, you're right. A lot of differences right away. So this match is interesting. And I always have to say, and a lot of you guys want to knock Braun Strowman. He definitely isn't as good as people make him out to be. They're saying blah, 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 blah. Love him or hate him. He's always a great way to open up a TV show. Raw, SmackDown, Raw. And he comes out to smash people. It's always a good way to start off the show. So having these two go at it, you know, it's great. You want to knock Bobby Lashley. I'm not a huge fan, but I don't mind these brawls these guys are having. And then we end up having these two guys go through the stage and have the, all those explosions going off. It's not something they haven't done before, um, but it was cool. But, you know, it's funny because I was saying how earlier, because of Canada Today, I didn't watch Raw. And I, I watched half of it. I do have to go back and watch a little bit, guys. So I failed you on that front. But regardless, um, they spent about an hour on this segment. And the whole night going back and forth, you know? So I thought it was pretty cool. I think fans like to see big shocking moments like that. Like WTF, like, you know, they were saying thank you, Heyman, right after it happened as well, too. So obviously it seems like the the, the fans are buying into this. So I definitely think having Heyman and um, Bischoff being part of this is sweet. So it gets my sweet. Too sweet. But let's see where it goes, because Bischoff, I mean, we watched SmackDown this week, you know, other than Kofi giving a middle finger, you know, I don't know too much of what we got, but at the same time, let them settle into their row, into the roles. Uh, the opening segment was good. I liked it. So it's getting a sweet for me. I would have done a maybe 20%, 30% less fireworks. <laughs> went on a little bit too yeah, long. Yeah, a little bit much. It kind of was like when something explodes, the power's gone. <laughs> so like, why does it keep going off? What's causing all these multiple explosions? But, you know, people like their fireworks, and it was Canada today, so you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Firework away. Corey Graves said, holy shit, on the air. Yeah, he said, holy shit. And people were saying that it was like a flub, 
but some people are saying that they also told him to say that because honestly, like, you know, he knows it's fake, right? He's not like, holy shit. He's like, oh, cool. Fireworks. <laughs> this is a cool segment. Like, you, you know, I don't know. He might have been he like, hold his tongue. holy shit. They spent a lot on this. The fuck? Yeah. 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 Maybe. And they just shaved my head. They don't even take the time to give me this beautiful yeah, haircut. Yeah. They don't even. Yeah. Yeah, he had the nice, like, you know, shaved sides, a nice thing on the top going. Like, if I had hair, I'd be, you know, I'm, you know, I'd be busting it out. Drake freaking Maverick, Renee Michelle, and our truth. Salty or sweet? So it's funny. You mentioned Renee Michelle, and I didn't know her name, right? So I'm like, Renee Young? <laughs> Candace Michelle? She like, dressed up as this? Jasmine. I'm sure. Um, but I love it. I love Drake Maverick. I love his 24-7 shirt. So good. So cold, like 316 to 24-7. I love her bringing her out there and, like, you know, putting his marriage, I guess, in jeopardy. Um, and the subtle things he says, the subtle things he does. The way R-Tooth trolls him, comes out, like, lies in the barricade right in front of him <laughs> with the 24-7 belt out there. I know what you guys think the belt's stupid. It's the best. And, but, dude, it's hilarious. It's awesome. I like it. I like Drake Maverick, what he's doing. He won the title back this week and told his wife, now we can do it 24-7 because we have the title. And they're the hell out of there. So, I mean, I'm digging it. I'm liking <clears> it, you know. And I know eventually Ma- Maverick will move out of the picture and so will our truth. And I'm hoping it gets picked up by somebody else who can do some fun things with it. But I'm also okay with uh, our truth and Maverick running with it. I know lots of people are very harsh on the product. They don't want this comedy stupid shtick. Um, it's cheesy. But you know what? You know what? For those of you, I got two words for you. Suck it! <laughs> because it's sweet. It is so sweet. So sweet. Too sweet! Did you get a chance to watch the uh, their honeymoon in Orlando? No, do they do uh, it? Yeah, they're at the airport in Orlando, and they live in Orlando. So Renee is super pissed, and uh, the looks that she gives to um, to Drake Maverick. Des is over there um, jerking off the camera. I'm not sure what he's doing exactly. I'm trying to get the spot, the sunspot on my oh, you're face. Screwed. I know people are gonna be like, "We liked your video, but Des, what the fuck with the window?" <laughs> I'm gonna get that all tomorrow. Watch. Well, look, it's it's we we put it there so that next episode we can improve. We're like the yeah, but the window's been there forever. Like we've recorded, and we've known this window's there. I should have known. We're better. like the iPod, uh, We're like the iPhone of the podcasting industry. We created a, a phone without a flash, so that we like the iPhone two. We're like the iPhone two. Another phone with a flash. That's pretty much it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Over the past few weeks, we keep getting tag team matches on Raw and SmackDown, but they keep getting turned into larger matches: six man tags, eight man tags. Des, salty or sweet? I'm salty. I don't have a sound for it. You had a sound, the salt shaker production. Yeah, I was gonna wait till you started talking, then I was gonna pour it. All right, all right, all right, all right. But yeah, I'm not a fan of this, guys. Um, why not just have this, the multi-tag matches or the multi-man matches to begin with? Sometimes these segments take like an hour of time. You have like the new day going against like you know I don't know like Daniel Bryan and Rowan, and I don't remember these matches happened, but I'm throwing this shit together. You're probably right with that. For it seems like 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, like, Samoa Joe runs out, and somebody else runs out, and all of a sudden, it's a six-man tag, and it's just like, that's like an hour of the time. Why don't we start with that match? Or have them run out and cause, like, after the match and cause a hoopla, continue their storyline, and then we have an extra match with the Kabuki Warrior. (laughs) 
No? I mean, come on. They weren't even on... Dude, guys, look at this. They won their number one contendership match in Japan and then weren't even on SmackDown this week. What is up with that? So, for all the multi-men or all the multi-tag team <clears throat> matches that are taking up time away from the other superstars, I'm fucking salty. <laughs> all right. Big E wrestling singles matches. Dez, saltier sweet. Ooh. So I love myself some Big E. I think he's hilarious. I was watching some of like um, Big New Day's funniest <coughs> moments. And one of them were like so subtle, some of the things they've done. And when you watch Big E, some of the things he does is hilarious. Um, not only, I think like last week he was just eating crackers during a promo when someone was coming out and talking to him. He just pulled out this big thing of crackers and started eating them. But it was like when they had Mr. Booty'sworth, which they gave up on. Uh, but he came out. They released him from the WWE. Was this announced? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter like a few weeks ago. But yeah, he's he's no longer with the company. I didn't even think he ever got a contract. I just figured he was like somebody's son. Well, he's probably somebody who works backstage. But yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was funny because they brought a, a plate of pancakes, whatever they brought over, and they brought this jar. I thought it was maple syrup at the time and didn't really keep an eye on it. But they passed it down the line and. Biggie takes it and puts it on his boots. <laughs> I remember that. himself up in the, on the side, and it was, it was hilarious, man. So I love the stuff he does. I love the comedy relief. I love the stuff he gets away with. But for some reason, I can't shake it. I don't know what it is. It's not that I don't like him. Shake it? I like him in tag team matches. You shaking salt, bro? I, when it comes to Biggie matches, I don't enjoy them, the single matches. So I got to say, I'm a little bit salty. I feel like it just eats up a small segment where there could be something a little bit more entertaining. I know the WWE was really high on Big E and they wanted to give him a big singles push and maybe they will down the line because there is money there. But for some reason, when he wrestles singles matches, I just, I, it's, a, it's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to change the channel. I'm going to check my phone. Like, I don't know. There's something about these Big E matches. And I don't hate the guy. Don't like the matches. Fair enough. I love Big E, man. I like him too. I think he puts on good singles matches. I don't. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, Street Profits showing up on Raw this week with the NXT Tag Team Championships titles. Were they holding them? Do they have? They had them, them on their waist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good this time. Um, what's your question? Salty or sweet? Hmm. I thought that might be the question. All right, so I like the Street Profits. I think they did a really good job in that ladder match. I think they're good um, to be highlighted in terms of the tag team division in NXT. Uh, I think it's their time. But bringing them up to the main roster, for me, it was just, why? Hey, this doesn't mean they're on the main roster. They were just at Raw, man. They were just at Raw. I know, and I think I think the idea is not to. I think they would want to like bring people up and down and give fresh faces and surprises. Mm -hmm. But it's like you have all these people you already call up from NXT – that have nowhere to go. They've done really nothing since. Like we got Robert Roode, right? Like what they yeah, changed that guy's name and man. made him they made they changed that guy's name and had him grow a mustache and now he's just disappeared. I wonder if he still has that mustache or not. Because if does. I wasn't on TV and I was growing that mustache, I'd be like, dude, I'm not on TV. Let me shave this. He's fucking on TV. Mustache he's he's lips. chasing our uh, truth and Drake oh Maverick. Oh my god. That's like the worst thing to be. That's like being a, a you know, like a, a bus boy for the bus boys at a restaurant. No, 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 no. Like, it's not cool. And I don't want to knock the Street Profits. Same thing with not knocking Big E. But for me, it takes away time for people who should be on TV. You know, we should be seeing, you know, people who've been called up from the main roster. And we're going to talk about, I'm sure we're going to talk about Al uh, Aleister Black very shortly. But why the fuck isn't he wrestling every week? Why we see Ricochet every week, which I understand he's great. 
but so is Alistair Black. We should be seeing him every week. We should be seeing Kyrie Sane every week or Oscar every week. We should be seeing. I know he's, you know, you're like, oh yeah, Kabuki Warriors again. But dude, if I don't, when I see them on stage on, on the screen, it's like, well, you have all these people. Sanity was a big failed experiment too. So it's like, I don't know, man. I just feel like why? Okay, here, here's what it sums up to. Why bring up more faces when you can't even find time for those who you've already called up and who are on TV already? So mm. eh, it's it's salty for me because I just feel like it's not the right time or place, and it just takes away from time for for, for other people. I guess we have talked about it on the podcast so many times that why don't NXT champions come up to the main roster? Why don't they showcase them as NXT champions when they're on the main roster? That's what they did here. So we can get to know them as a powerhouse in NXT. So when they do come up, they're not EC3. Damn, man. That's actually a pretty good point. It's a pretty good point. But. <laughs> Kabuki Warriors. Fuck the Kabuki Warriors. I just think <laughs> that if you come up from NXT and you had success there, you come up, unfortunately, no matter what the fans say, no matter what you actually really deserve, the reality is, is if Vince McMahon calls the shots, and if he doesn't choose you, he doesn't choose you. So, to have these guys come up... Well, why hasn't Velveteen Dream come up? That's a big question mark. He's so popular, why has he not been on the main roster at all? Is it maturity? Is it because they're going to save him? Vince probably doesn't like him. I don't know. Remember you wore like the Vince Call Me Up trunks? Yeah. I feel like since then, they've been like... You're not telling us what to do. We're going to call you up when we're ready. You're doghouse, but you're not doghouse because you're so good. Anyways. <laughs> but if your question was, is it cool to bring champions from NXT up to the main roster? I would have said sweet. Um, but in this case, literally the what they did. Worded, the way I interpreted it, it was like them, they're taking time away from other people. So uh, the segments were good, though. So. Did you like the segments? At least? Yeah, they were, they were okay. <laughs> I found they did a good job. Like, they did an okay job. On the mic, they didn't seem green at all. They seemed very comfortable. They seemed like they deserved to be there. They just, I feel like they owned it. And they got, I don't know who it was, yeah. the backstage girl. Give them too much credit. Who's dancing. Too much credit. I enjoyed it. And what's in those damn cups? Let me know. Vodka, man. It's fucking vodka. The Undertaker being brought in to elevate the Shane McMahon Roman Reigns storyline. I think we all know where I stand on this, but Des, are you salty or are you sweet? All right. I know a lot of people are going to come after me on this one, but for me, I'm leaning more towards sweet. Ugh. <clears throat> Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Only because this Roman Shane Drew McIntyre threesome is shit, and I don't enjoy it. It's been going on too long. So at least it's something new. So I'm leaning more towards the positive than the negative. I have a buddy who works beside me, and he's definitely not down to see the Undertaker wrestle at his age. Why the hell is he there? He's taking a spot away from somebody else. And I agree. But the Undertaker is an attraction. We have to remember that. I also think that he doesn't want to be remembered from his latest match at Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. I think Goldberg too recently mentioned, like they said, are you going to come back for another match after that? And it seems like he wants to just so people can forget about that. That's his last no match. No one's going to forget that. Um, but look, man, it's hard because I agree with all of you guys. It's shit. You know? And look, look at the promo he cut this week. It was garbage. It's the same thing that we hear every single week for the past 20, not every single week, every single promo for the past 20, 25 years from this guy. It's not new. It's really, his promo was long, it was shorter the, than his actual The entrance. crowd loved it though this week. 
They were like, but that's what I'm saying. On the edge of their seats the, for every word. The crowd loves it. When he appeared a few weeks ago and nobody saw it coming, they loved it. So he's that attraction. And I know you guys hate it. He's an old dog. He shouldn't be there. And I, I agree to some degree. The only reason why I'm going to be sweet on this is because it's different. It spices up this feud that's going on fucking forever. And you know what? A small part of me is interested in seeing Drew McIntyre and The Undertaker mix it up. So that's all there is to it. It's it's a very fine line. I'm not saying I'm all the way like this is amazingly sweet, but it's more I'm more inter- I'm more interested now in this angle that the Undertaker is involved. Because it was it was just too much Shane. I bitched every single week about too much Shane. At least we're gonna have the dead man involved. And I'm an old school guy. I grew up with the Undertaker, so it's a little bit enjoyable for me. I understand those who do not like it. Um, but it's not that I think it's amazing. It just spices things up a little bit for me, and that's cool enough. You're not getting a soundbite for that, but... I, I think I agree with that. I mean, I don't think I should get a soundbite either. It's a it's a hard sell. Speaking of soundbites, we here at Talkmania have been waiting a very, very long time to be able to do this. Maria Canellis, Mike Canellis, Seth Rollins, <coughs> damn, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, the entire segment from start to finish, salty or sweet. So I'm not going to lie here. I actually watched this segment like an hour before we recorded uh, because I felt like I needed to. I read oh, a lot did. about this segment. You needed to. You needed to for sure because I read a lot about <clears> this segment. And to have a pregnancy angle in 2019, which, I mean, it sounds about right. We should be at that point in time. But WWE's kind of gotten away from that stuff. Remember Snitsky and all that stuff? It wasn't his fault. But, you know, I digress. <sighs> I was like, dude, what are they doing with this angle? We got Canellis, uh, and they finally are being put in an angle on the main roster on TV. They go from 205 Live to Raw. What is going on? And they were so in love. And we listen to that music, right? First of all, best theme Banger. ever. Banger. Banger. Oh, it's amazing. But now, how does that hold up? Because the song says, you know, we're going to be, we're going to go through fire, and I think we're going to be just fine. Well, I don't think these two are going to be just fine. Because clearly, there's a wedge there. It's not the greatest love of all. There's something wrong. And, and it was weird. Like, was this the ultimate burial of Mike Kanellis? Where is this leading us? It's gotten me very intrigued to see where this goes because I'm a Mike Canales fan. I don't like, I'm not a huge Maria fan. I feel like she's, she's turning into a witch slowly with age. She looks, she's starting to look <laughs> she like, looks a witch. like the witch from Game of Thrones. I, you got to see a picture of it. I, I, yeah, I have to check out Game of Thrones first. Poo poo on me. But yes, uh, I, I sat there and like you sent me the notes before we did the recording and I actually put my salty and sweets down for everything. So I knew what I, what I wanted to put down for everything. But for this one, I was like, man. I got to watch it. And it has Heyman written all over it, I'll say, first of all. But secondly, do I hate it or do I love it? I don't know because I don't know enough about it, and I have so many questions. Where do we go from here? They go back to 205 Live? Is he really the one who got uh, Maria pregnant? 
Why do they make him look like such a loser? At least they're getting TV time now, so there's that positive. But it was also, you know, kind of kind of super lame. So, lame? I mean, to do to Mike Kanellis. I mean, it feels like this guy who had substance abuse problems, you know, found sobriety. He's been doing good for a while. Him and, Mike, him and Marie are madly in love. Madly in love. I don't care what you see on TV. And the fact that they have to go and do that on TV, like... And they just signed a new contract. So I'm just so confused. I'm just really confused. I'm confused with your confusion. This is great. This is so good. Dude, Mike Kanellis was nowhere to be be found. He just had a tag team match with the women's champion and and the universal champion on Raw. Got a huge segment. Yeah, they shamed him. Who cares? That's part of it. He's an actor. He's an actor. And you're intrigued. You don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's going. I mean, I'm not trying to answer this for you. This is your segment. No, I mean, like, you're dropping great points. I just, like, dude, I came in this fresh. I just watched yeah, it. I, and I just have so many questions to really kind of say, like, what I think about it because of what's going to happen. <laughs> it's really hard to say, this happened. What do you think? When it's like, okay, well, let's see what happens. People are like, fuck Heyman. Fuck Eric Bischoff. We'll give them time before you can even make that assessment. Listen. I'm going to take a page out of Rucker's book here. They do cringy, horrid shit on being the elite all the time. And people friggin' love it. If this storyline, like if Becky and Seth were acting the way they were on being the elite, people would love it. They'd think that they were great actors. On WWE, they just seem awkward on camera and it's cringeworthy. And what is this fucking bullshit? It is so good. It's, it is cringy. Watching those two. She looked like she tried to grab his dick and he shook her hand. I don't know if you caught that. (laughs) It was very weird. But it's different. And in the lull between now and SummerSlam when there usually should be absolutely nothing interesting going on. I almost feel like we might have two mixed match tag team matches at Extreme Rules. Oh, no, not Extreme Rules. But going into Extreme Rules. We'll see, because we now know that Zelina Vega and Andrade have challenged Seth Rollins and Becky, which is awesome. I think it could be a really cool matchup between the two of them. Um, it seems like they're doing a lot more intergender stuff. So I hope on the fact they're doing so many intergender things now that, you know, Mike and Maria were just kind of an afterthought. They're the first ones in there or second ones in there, and then bye-bye. And then now Andrade comes in and they're an afterthought. I hope something comes of it, because I'm very happy that Mike's finally getting a TV spot. And you're right. You put it in a good way. She's either up against the champions, man. So it's a great place. She's to really be. pregnant, though. Yep. Yeah. So you're right. This guy. <laughs> this guy. These guys. Um, Over Talking Mania, we're always we're always busy with production. Talking Mania, aka Cockamania. But it, it, to your point, talking about also being the elite, I think it'd be really cool to kind of have like Seth and Becky kind of like follow them with a video in between shows and kind of make it more real and release that stuff. But they maybe they should do that a little bit more in the WWE, more behind the scenes real stuff, not just like backstage fake promo, mm. but like a backstage real following them, you know? Like those 24-7, those 365, whatever you would call it, Total Divas, our favorite part have always been those backstage segments where they're real. And I think if they could have a little bit more of that, it could be cool. But look, let's get to sum this up. I think in hindsight, I'm happy for Mike Canellos. I've talked about him many, many times on this show, uh, how I want better for him. And, you know, you made me see a little bit of the positive side in terms of him being in there with the champions. So, you know what? As long as it doesn't mean he's doghouse, we never see him again. It's definitely a good start. 
I'm going to give it a sweet. Sweet! I just think that the fact that we get to hear that banger of an entrance theme is good enough for that to be just sweet. I mean, it's freaking glorious. Well, I got to ask you now. Now that these two are kind of on the rocks... That theme song doesn't make sense at it all. It totally can. It's not can the greatest, out. the greatest, greatest love. Dude, of you all. want to talk about themes not making sense? Look at Nikki Cross. Okay, we'll get to her in a second. But the theme can completely work because they can come out and look at each other like all pissed off with one another, blah, 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 while that song's going on. Yo, dude, it's fucking, it's primo shit. It's primo shit. AJ Styles, reunion of the club. We've been saying it on the podcast for a long time. You have been saying it on the podcast for a long time. Please give me either heal Seth Rollins or heal AJ Styles. So, Des, I got to ask you heal AJ Styles. Stop to your sweet. Well, you know what? I have been asking for it for quite some time, waiting for it, dreaming about it. And now that we have it, I don't know, man. Really? I have to say, sweet. Too sweet. Okay, good. Because I was going to get real pissed there. Oh, definitely loving it. And I think it was a great time to do it, too. Like him and uh, Ricochet, right, having the matches they've been having. Fantastic matches back and forth. Um, now they had the ref, I guess, like review. I guess they're going to be doing ref reviews now. I don't know if it's a thing. Uh, but you know what? I'm down for it. I think AJ Styles was great as a heel. I think he worked best as a heel. And I think now we're going to see a lot of cool stuff, man. When he was doing the Barry John Cena stuff, which was so long ago, that's how long it was, <laughs> so guys. Good. It was so good. And now the club as well, too. Uh, Gallows and Anderson, those guys weren't happy. They were considering leaving. Apparently, the WWE offered them some pretty good contracts. Maybe they're going to sign. Maybe they have already. And having them involved is going to be cool. I hope to see some cool things moving on from here. But look, man, we're going to see more matches with AJ and Ricochet. He'll be a heel this time around. J-Bomb can drink to that. Um, AJ Styles as a heel. I mean, I don't need to say too much about it. I love it. I think, honestly, he's more successful. And his title run would have been more successful as a heel. I think as a good guy, he's just... I don't know, man. I, I Nah. Nah. Too sweet. AJ Styles as a heel. I love it. Want more of it. Let's see it. Can't wait for next week. I love his pro. His heel promos are good, man. <clears throat> his heel promos are good. But speaking of heels and faces, this question might throw you off a little bit. But let's take a look. Let's take a listen. Uh, something that went down. I think it was on SmackDown this week. No, no, no. This is not how it's going down. No, no, yeah, no. You know what? You. No, 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 no. You're not going to come out here and talk about how it should have been you. It should have been me. It should have been you. It should have been you. It should Yeah, it should have been you. It should have been you eight years ago. And it was kind of. Then it wasn't. And it's not going to be again. And it's not going to happen. Just get over it. I looked the part, Kevin. All you look like is you could be entered in a hot dog eating contest. You know what? If I was in a hot dog eating contest, I'd win, which is more than you can say about wrestling matches. Now, my takeaway from this is that Kevin Owens is flirting with the idea of becoming a face again. So let's go down that rabbit hole. And I'll ask you, salty or sweet on 
Kevin Owens becoming a face in the WWE once again. Well, if it means that he can have free reign on the mic and cut promos like this and call shit out for what it is, it's fucking sweet, man. It is sweet. I love that. The promo was one of the best promos all week, if not my favorite all week. I mean, I don't know. Hey, dude, it's so funny, though. The only thing I will say about Kevin Owens is like, you know, they brought him back as a face. Then they had him team with the New Day, which was fun. It was a lot of fun to see him teaming with the New Day. And then Daniel Bryan went out with injury. So they had to flip-flop him and turn him to a heel. And then now he ran with Sami Zayn for a while as a heel. You know, challenge for the championship. Daniel Bryan's back. Things are changing. And now he's flip-flopping back to a face. I got my swim trucks and my flipping floppies. I'm flipping burgers. You at Kinko straight flipping cabbage. Sorry, I had to throw that in. Flip-flopping Kevin Owens. Like, yeah, man, he's flip-flopping left and right. Uh, that's a little kind of inconsistent, but, dude, I like it. I like when he goes in there and he kind of plays the everyman, right? Because, look, me and Jay, we like to drink beer. We're not in the best shape. Hey, I got the Kevin Owens bods. I got a Kevin Owens body. got the Kevin Owens body. But, yeah, man, I like that he's playing kind of the everyman. He represents a lot of the fans in the WWE who kind of just like to watch wrestling. And I like that he's calling calling it like it is. I like the promo he did when he was working with uh, Drew and Shane, kind of like trolling them and reading the cards. I think it's cool. It can work. If they don't flip him back to the heel again very soon, that's going to work. But I like it. I thought the promo this week was freaking hilarious. I showed it to my wife. She thought it was hilarious too. Um, I dig it. I totally dig it. I'm not happy with Kevin Owens taking the pin from Heavy Machinery. I would have liked it to be Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> You know, but that's my small, uh, I guess, complaint. Uh, we got a stunner out of it, you know, and I hope those tighten up over time. I'm still liking it. Um, so, you know, our Montreal boys picked up the stunner. That's a pretty big acc- accolade and a pretty big compliment. So you're sweet. Yeah, I, I had already said that. Okay, I missed it. I already said that. Pay attention. I missed it. Go, have, go to a hot dog eating contest. I would love to do a hot dog eating contest. I'd like to do a sauce. Oh, that sounds bad. Sausage eating contest. You eat your corn on the cob the long way, my friend. Isn't that the way you're supposed to eat it? Nope. You're supposed to eat it side to side, but you eat it the long way. Both ways are still questionably weird. Um, the recent push of Nikki Cross. Nikki. 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 Salty or sweet? Nikki. It's funny that she pronounces her... Well, I mean, I guess she pronounces her name right in her Correctly. mind, but it's funny that she, her own name... I was like, well, that's weird. Um, I think it's great. Sweet. Down. Totally down. Um, Nikki Cross being put in the spotlight. They're obviously heavy pushing her. Uh, she basically, like the latest she did was uh, host a moment of bliss, which I thought she came out. She did a really good job. Alexa Bliss kind of came, not Alexa Bliss, sorry. Bailey came out and kind of spat some truth and said, hey, why aren't you challenging for the championship? And she's like, damn, you're right. So I feel like maybe she's going to be thrown into this match as a triple threat. I think it's probably the smartest or the right yeah, thing. Yeah, I think we're going to get the right payoff. I think we're getting, yeah, I think, well, we're going to get the payoff for sure. Um, either it's going to be Alexa Bliss versus Bailey and Nikki kind of gets involved again, but I would hate that to be a waste because it's the same thing next month. Um, I have to think, though, she'll be interjected or in, put into this match as a three-way. Um, will she win it? I don't know. That'd be cool. I'd be totally down. I'm just really not down with this 50-50 booking. So we have Bailey win one week, then then Nikki win one week, then Bailey win one week. And we're seeing that a lot, in fact. I mean, we saw it with Ricochet and AJ Styles. I mean, we're seeing it quite often. 
and I'm not a big fan of 50-50 booking. So that's my only complaint going into this. But I also agree, we've had the conversation before, should champions lose, should they eat pins? So I get that. And, you know, when I we talked about that a week or so mm-hmm. ago, um, I kind of reflected back on it. And, like, I'm a little bit... I, I kind of see everybody's point where they say champions shouldn't lose as much or shouldn't lose these non-title matches. There should be no non-title matches, right? I'm still on my point. I still agree with what I had said, but I see the other There's side. There's a time and place. There's a time and place, yes. So Bailey, uh, Bailey winning this week I felt was important, so I get it. But again, the 50-50 booking, it didn't need to be Nikki. That's all I'll say. Nikki. So, but uh, ultimately, sweet. Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston, the feud leading up to Extreme Rules. I find it's really tough for me to get through no matter, you know, Samoa Joe's really good in the mic. I know that that was in your notes, um, but it's just such a nothing feud for me. But I have to ask, salty or sweet? Mm-mm, it's funny. I'm on the other spectrum, man. I'm actually starting to like it. So it's a mild sweet for me, mm-hmm. but it's more sweet than salty. So I'll give it a sweet. And I didn't like this going into it at first. I was like, this doesn't make sense. He dropped the U.S. title and is immediately interjected. But you know what? Every week, Samoa Joe comes out and cuts a promo and gets me more and more invested in this. He is a beast on the microphone. He's one of the best in the company and in the industry. I'll even go as far as saying that. He's really, really good in the mic. He cuts a, he cuts a promo that's very, very real. And I think that's a big part of it. We talked about Kevin Owens' um, promo. We loved it. You know, even Adolph Ziggler, to an extent, had a great promo a couple weeks ago. Um, and then we have Samoa Joe, who's really good. And I just feel like when you give the people the trust and opportunity to go on the mic and do what they want to do and spit shit out and have trust in them, I think we get the the best promos when they're organic. It seemed like everybody real. had a bit more leeway this week on the mic. Yeah, it, it very well did. But then you have people like, look, Joe, you can trust. Kevin Owens, you can trust. Ziggler, you know, he is good on the mic. You know, I, I think I think they gave him a script, but he's still good at giving emotion. Um, you know, Rollins a little bit more, but he's, you know, they... they they need that trust. And I think people need that that reign, that free reign to be able to go out there and express themselves and not be like, follow the script or you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, it's it's kind of getting me interested. I like the, the there was a match a week or so ago where um, Samoa Joe kind of snuck in through the crowd and grabbed Xavier Woods and put him in the Kakina Clutch. And it turned into one of those matches that turned into a multi-man tag match. Uh, but I like it. I like that he's creepy and invasive and you never know when Samoa Joe's going to be lurking in the corner and pop up. And I really didn't think I was going to get interested in this, uh, but I'm liking it. I'm not saying it's the best feud. I'm not saying it's going to be the best payoff. Uh, do I see Samoa Joe as being a potential person to take the title off of Kofi? It's believable. I think uh, I would like to see Joe have a title run at least once. So is it going to happen in Extreme Rules? I don't know. I could see it being a SummerSlam yeah, kind of thing. Might have drag out till then. Uh, but uh, I like it. I, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this being the WWE feud. I think Joe deserves and has earned a lot. Um, I think he's a lot better than people make him out to be. Yeah, he's a fat dude, but he's a hardworking fat dude, and he's better in the mic than most people. And J-Bomb, you're a fat dude. You just made the list. All right, before we end things off, Alistair Black, I don't know if he really revealed it, but it seems like maybe he has. But it seems like he might have a match at Extreme Rules. Well, I think it's obvious he's going to have a match at Extreme Rules. Um, look, I'm automatically going to put this as a sweet. Um, and if it wasn't clear, oh, yeah, I did say Samoa Joe and Kofi was a sweet. I think we got the point. But for for Alistair, we got the point. For Alistair Black, 
It's a sweep. And I'm going to say this because I'm just fucking waiting for this guy to wrestle. So he's fighting wrestling on Extreme Rules. Awesome. It's probably going to be in a singles match, which is, I get, you know, I, I would like every match to be an Extreme Rules kind of match. We'll probably get one or two out of the, out of the matches that are. Uh, but regardless, I'm very happy to finally see him in the ring. When him and, and Ricochet were running together, they were there on Raw and on SmackDown, on Raw and on SmackDown. And all of a sudden, when they separated the two, Ricochet took off. Aleister Black, nowhere to be seen. So, why haven't we been seeing him wrestle every week? Is it an injury thing? Also, I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe he's in promo class right now. Because a lot of people have always said one of his big weaknesses, initially, was promos. I don't think They're so. They're not that I, good. I, I pro- They're not terrible. I think the context and the wording is, is, you know, he's given a script and he reads a script. Yeah. If he finds his own, it's fine. The emotion he puts into it and the delivery, it's not that bad. And you're right. You're saying like, oh, it's not that great. But apparently one of the biggest things about him was his promos. So maybe that's what they've done. They've locked him in this room. They've given him some water, maybe a little bit of food. It said, dude, you're going to cut some promos until you're ready to come out of your room and wrestle a match. And I think now we're finally going to see that at Extreme Rules, you know, comes down to... Who's it going to be against? A lot of question marks there because, look, I watch these promos and I'm not even sure if he's a heel or a face. Yeah. Confusing. He comes off arrogant. You know, he comes off a little bit angry. It seems like he's a heel. But regardless, people haven't seen him wrestle in so long. He's going to come out and get cheered. People are going to love <clears> to see him come out. It's been forever. They might sing his theme song. You know, they're going to love, want to see the Black Mask. So I think ultimately, regardless of whatever they try, he's going to come off as a face at Extreme Rules. Who's going to be his opponent? Yeah, who is it? People... People are saying it's going to be Cesaro, but would that be a little bit of a letdown because of this big buildup he's had for all this time to just be Cesaro? I love Cesaro. Yeah, me too. But it seems like it could, you know, if you have it be a big name, answer the call, that'd be really cool. Um, You know, it said when the person knocked on the door and I answered it, no one was there. It's like, did they walk away? Did you take too much time? Did Cesaro play mind game? Like, there's lots of question marks there. So I don't really know, but ultimately, I'm really excited to see him finally get back in the ring finally back in action and we can finally see him kick the heads off so motherfuckers so too sweet anything else you got in you want to add in before we wrap up this episode des i'm gonna throw one your way my friend oh, fuck me. this is something we haven't talked about and people have been talking about it all over the internets becky lynch and seth rollins the tag team the duo, do you think it was just the right move? Because look, people are talking about Becky and how she's kind of cooled off a little bit. And maybe she went with Seth because this is kind of a way to freshen things up. Um, or maybe you could hurt them in the long run. What do you think? The duo, the combination, the on-screen, I guess, camaraderie and in-your-face of Seth Rollins mm. and Becky Lynch, J-Bomb, the boozer weight, a salty, a sweet. I think it's sweet, man. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Do you want me to answer know, that man. then? No, I'll let you, right. I'll let you go. I, I think it's sweet. I think it's I think it's alright because she was not not her, but the whole women's division has been in the the, the decline since WrestleMania thirty five. So it's giving her something to do. Um look, <clears throat> I'm over it. I'm over the whole WWE needs to be the best wrestling and and it needs to be wrestling all the time and it needs to be great matches all the time. It's not that. And I've come to terms with it. 
I've completely come to terms with it. We have other outlets. We've had them for a long time, but now we have them here. We have something that we're getting excited about in AEW. So I get my kicks from that. So now I'm watching WWE a little bit lighter. And things like... That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to and put having it. things like Becky and Seth together, it's not for eternity. It's not going to last forever. Are they going to overplay it? Yeah, probably. They probably will. But it is what it is. And so far, hey, they got Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis to come out to their theme. So yeah. I'm fucking sweet with it, man. Lots of sweet things about that. And look, guys, you know, I know a lot of you are complaining about it. They think it's kind of... You know, barf, barfalicious, oh, it's barfalicious, but but whatever. But look, man, like if they weren't together or they weren't doing this right now, like what would have happened to Becky? Maybe she would be getting buried. Maybe they're like she'd be lost with Lacey Evans again. Where's Charlotte? Like, well, I don't know. Maybe taking vacations from something. And where's Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt will be. I I I think he's coming soon. I thought it was going to be Extreme Rules. Like we see their little puppets pop up backstage. Yeah. So. There's lots of cool, exciting things on the horizon. Obviously, Bray Wyatt will be making his debut soon. Mm. Uh, but don't fear. Uh, I think, uh, like like J-Bomb said, uh, Becky and Seth's not going to be too, too long-term. I think it's cool for now. I think it's cool to see a bunch of mixed matches. Uh, sorry, the mixed tag matches. I was a big fan of the mixed match challenge. So for me to see this you know, every once in a while, it's pretty cool. Obviously, as well, they're going to be playing on it, heading into the match with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. I have been noticing Lacey Evans has been paired with people who can carry her. Um, I, I made this as my notes. We never got to it, but she did wrestle Natalia this week, uh, who she'd wrestle for months and months and months on the live circuit. Uh, she wrestles with Becky Lynch, and we've been seeing that she's been carried. So it seems like she needs to be somebody with somebody who knows what they're doing. And I think putting them in a match with Becky and Seth is going to basically deliver on that front come Extreme Rules. And look, guys, like this is the match we're getting at Extreme Rules. So not having them together would not make sense. So I think it, it's all right for the time being. Maybe it won't be too long-term of a thing. Um, but, you know, it's all right for now. It's okay. It's all right, guys. Sleep tight. <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll get through it together. And we got through this episode, bruh. Our first yeah, yeah, yeah. video. And I didn't have to wear the mask the whole episode. Thank God. Our first video. Thank God for commercials. Ever. Thank God for commercials. First video episode ever. Uh, we went way over time, which is cool. Um, so thanks for sticking with us, guys. Check us out on Twitter, at underscore Talkmania, Instagram, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get it from. Check out our website, www.talkmania.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash Talkmania. Buy some merch. Dez, show them the merch. Look at this beautiful boy. This is the summer retro tee. It is good to wear on a summer day when it's cool, when it's hot, when it's ever. Get this shit on and be number one. Guys, check out Boot to the Face as well. They haven't released an episode in a while, but they'll be back at it when the time is right. So check Hell them out yeah. on Pro Wrestling Tees as well. And I'm going to go play some Apex Legends, and I'm going to jump on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash TalkManiacs. Check us out. We'll be back next week. We have our live fuck our live kickoff show to extreme rules which is what a week from sunday i believe so we'll be sending out the details on that but on behalf of talk minion for now j bombs out des say bye guys happy rusev day